Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell, me boys, for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains, and break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high. It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky. We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed. Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud. And it's good morning from the Concrete Gang, a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed... Good morning, String Bean. Good morning, Annie. And South African Safari is here. Well, it wasn't all a safari. Wasn't all a safari? No. no. There was one little safari. Oh. <laughs> I got an elephant to kiss me. Well, I got a photo of an elephant kissing me. I packed myself a little bit. Well, all I can say is <clears throat> there was something in your mouth which obviously encouraged it to uh, kiss apple. you. For, an apple, was it? Oh, an, an apple. apple. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's sweet. That's really nice, isn't it? I, I want to see that photo. Another, you're trying to send a photo down the radio again, Buzzer. Well, I will say <laughs> just quickly, and I, I was lucky enough to experience a, 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 a great trip which was very socially orientated in the sense that St Mary's Football Club in Geelong have been doing five trips for the last 10 years. Every two years they do it. They have a great revenue raiser, a great subcommittee and some great people running it. And we virtually had a three-test tour playing Australian rules. There's 28 staff over there in Africa. And I've got to tell you, the experience was unbelievable in the sense that you've seen the joy on the face of uh, some of the places we went to in outback Johannesburg, outback Cape Town and outback Durban, um, you know, and they see the joy on the kids' faces and and the happiness when they had absolutely enough in some of the areas we went into, you know, tin shack on tin shack, no sewer, no water. Um, and we handed out some gifts and stuff and we had the community camps and we played the games and the songs they played afterward, as I keep saying, the happiness, it makes you really think about the perspective of life. Sometimes we come back here and I was thinking about the model, maybe we get it a little bit wrong sometimes here. I mean, it's all about, it's all about hours, work, money, 
um, technology, and is that and all these people with depression? Is are we on the right model here? We've got such, we have got a great country, but are, is our is our model of living in the country right? I, I think we're miss, we're missing something quite right. What, what I witnessed over there went to disabled orphanages. We had a fine system, um, and we had enough money to run, put into this disabled uh, orphanage for six months in Johannesburg to keep it going. Um, we took the kids to. Uh, Nelson Mandela's last jar. We went to Robin Island, but we went to the last jar, which is called Drank- Drankenstein. It's just out- outside of Cape Town, and we went in and visited some hardened criminals. And and they played. Uh, they had a system there where they played. Uh, I mean, music in a band, and um, and, and it was actually the, uh, you could see a bit of Fenwick rehabilitation. Although you wouldn't agree with all of it, but um, it was a real opener and wakener for the seventeen-year-old kids as well. And like I said, playing out there, experiencing it all, seeing all the joy, seeing the s- smiles on the face of these kids who have absolutely nothing. Um, just a great all-round experience um and uh, we did go to a little safari and we did climb table mountain while we were there as well but taylor, i just want to congratulate the committee down there and like i said the kids should learn a lesson lesson uh about uh, making the right choices hopefully in life very good buzzer because <clears throat> it is a lucky country it may not be equally lucky but this country is a lucky country by comparison to what happens in so much else of the world and for some young kids who probably a little bit full of themselves, think they're good footballers and here's a big chance to show the world, to actually put it in perspective for them is a great thing. So St Mary's down in Geelong have a great program and getting kids to go over to uh, South Africa. And uh, obviously Buzzer had quite an effect on you too. Had a, had a big effect and... Um and I actually wanted to get home. We had a big delay getting home, and uh, but I, st- uh, I started uh, thinking about it a bit this week. And I think I wouldn't mind playing one day. The, it is actually the song, um, the Mandela song that the uh, the, the African sung um, uh, after his after his release and all that. And they play around there, play a bit of that because they play that after every game, and it's um, it's quite entertaining to watch them sing and dance around all that sort of stuff. Righto, now. So it's welcome back to Buzzer, and uh, we need to talk about some issues that are relevant to us immediately in uh, Melbourne, Australia, and one of them was reported on the 7.30 report this week, following up the launch of the uh, union's campaign on silicosis, because that is a huge issue now. The number of people who are being basically put in need of lung replacement operations. In this state is bad enough, but when we found out about how bad it was in Queensland, as we did in that 7.30 report, it is extraordinary. And I might also say that uh, Dr Ryan Hoy, who actually launched the silicosis campaign for the union and the Trades Hall only a few weeks ago, was also featured on that program. And there's a bloke who... Big-time specialist, one of the top specialists in the country. Probably can name his price, but he's out campaigning too. It is a terrific campaign. Very important. And um, everyone knows how what the sites are like and the dust and all that that's everywhere. And, and we sweep it up with brooms instead of uh, wetting it down. And 
just causes more and more dramas. But the the really high incidence, the real big problem is with that manufactured stone. The Caesar stone is the most common one, and and that's happening obviously more in probably in domestic, uh, but all over the place. We really need to get the word out to those domestic jobs as well. Um, but it's everything: concrete dust, stone dust, um, the work. So. Yeah, we, I think Queensland, the figures were something like 400 transplants they were expecting in the next uh, few months, and they're, you know, they're just not ready for it. So that crisis is really hitting home right now. And uh, it is a problem, particularly, as Stringbean said, with this manufactured product, which is basically fake stone, which has a uh, silica rating of something like 70% compared to concrete, which is around... Uh, less than half of that. So, yeah, concrete is dangerous, but this product is extremely dangerous. It is being used not just in the domestic area, but also in a lot of the apartments. And with the uh, stuff that's imported from China with MDF problems, uh, it's a cocktail of disaster, and I don't think people are going to quite appreciate it till they start seeing some real figures that are developing quickly, because this product is not like asbestos which takes 20 plus years to develop this stuff develops uh, problems with lungs of the people who are inhaling this dust and it develops it within a few years and to give you an idea of just how serious it was when they went out and did some testing um, from people who were working with this manufactured stone there was places that were doing wet cutting doing those sort of thinking they were doing the right thing wet cutting um, and they were still found the office staff, not even the people on the floor, but the office staff uh, in a factory that was wet cutting, they were found to have uh, silica in their in their lungs. So um, this is – and at levels that were above even now what is the standard. So the standard is too high. Uh, Trades Hall's got a lower standard in place now that we're calling for. Um, but even on the, the WorkSafe standard that's current, office staff are exceeding that. So that tells you, uh, even with your wet cutting, is it, you know we really need to have uh, have these areas locked down, um, so that yeah, and everyone with the right gear. It's yeah. Well, maybe just not use the bloody product. Well, that's the other option. Make sure that it comes in already done, uh, cut to cut to specifications rather than doing it on site or or anywhere here. But um, look. Uh, and it makes you wonder where it's been manufactured, what the problems are going to be. I know uh, in Israel, for instance, where Caesar stone comes from, their, their levels of uh, lung disease in these workers is, is ridiculously high. Um, and I'm just, and he's telling me that Stick Together, the podcast, there's a podcast on that issue. Um, you can have a listen to that to get some more in depth coverage. Indeed. Now, <clears throat> we should also mention there's been a few incidents around the industry in the last week. One of those was down at the Hutchison job in uh, Port Melbourne. And Buzzer, you give us an update on that. Yeah, well, um, it was Thursday. It was uh, a Wednesday night, sorry, at uh, 3 o'clock. Um, a, uh, a driller from my cut, um, he, he was drilling into, horizontally into a slab, which is a bit different. So obviously there's a permit system and all that, but... You normally drilling horizontally, and just a, a slab that was poured a few days ago. You'd think maybe a few Rio bars and all the rest of it. Um, we, we really don't know what, what what's been hit there, but we've got hygienists, got everything looking at it. But unfortunately, a, a ball of flame came out, went up about uh, twenty thirty feet in the air. Obviously, burnt the operator um, 
pretty bad. I want to, he's, he's, I mean, it's not life threatening, but you'd certainly be uncomfortable. Um, he's received burns to his hands and he's, uh, also, uh, um, to his face. Um, but he's not, it's not, he's not gonna, he's not gonna, it's not life threatening, but it was uh, not a great situation down there. And, um, Let's just say, stay tuned for some more updates about uh, what what they've actually what what's, we think it possibly could be trapped gas or something like that. Obviously, but um, they've done some initial tests and um, we still aren't one hundred percent sure. Um, so we'll give a bit more of an update on that uh, next week about so, where where that. But just I've never seen anything like that before. It just goes to show that for every hazard that we work in, there's things happen that you you just couldn't wouldn't expect to happen. Yes, there are all sorts of uh, innovations now to purge gas pipes. There's actually isolate sections of a gas pipe system. There's all sorts of things, but clearly there is infrastructure in the ground, in place in Melbourne now, which is probably decades old, maybe even the best part of 50 years old. And that is unknown product and there might, in fact, be gas escaping from uh, some of that infrastructure. There may be gas from other sources being introduced into area, and especially in Port Melbourne and areas like that where there was uh, a history of industrial use of the land. Who knows what's uh, still buried down there? And there's and been mate, all sorts of problems with asbestos down there too, and, and in that area too. So yeah. there's all sorts of issues, that ongoing issues here. So the pressure is on the builders, in this case Hutchison's. It's also pressure on the subbies to make sure that they're checking before they start drilling, cutting, whatever. And we found that out on a Brady job this week as well in terms of old infrastructure um, and doing your checks. A really horrific incident. Um, A bloke that really, for all uh, purposes, should be dead. Uh, Very, very lucky to have survived hitting a high-voltage cable with a jackhammer in the city um, and we'll get more to more details on that later perhaps in scallywags as to how yeah. that panned out but um, certainly yeah it was a you know all the all the checks were apparently done but um, but there's a what a 50 year old bit of infrastructure that um, no one knew about and uh, this is a regular feature when uh, excavating uh, sites or doing work in the roads. I mean, the tramway's uh, replacement program is uh, equally susceptible to these problems. And uh, I can remember an incident some years ago where the plan of the major gas pipe through the middle of Camberwell Junction was all set out, no worries. What they didn't say was someone had decided to create a dog leg in that because they didn't want it to go straight at one point. And down the... Uh, the excavator went with the uh, hammer on the end of the of the arm and nearly blew away Camberwell uh, Junction. Anyway, Yikes. all these things are there. It just means people have got to be careful. I think the only thing that saved this bloke on the jackhammer was uh, was the fact that it was a jackhammer and it went into the uh, yep. into the wires and come back out again quickly, whereas if it had been anything else, it probably would have... Had it been a drill going, it would have been trapped there and he would have been... I remember one a few years ago, just quickly too, at John Holland's, our favourite contractor yep. about 20 years ago, where they drilled a, into a doorway at a hospital, into an existing service room. They only could do 200. There was 20 mil short. He decided to go into the boiler room with a sledgehammer and hit it and kaboom, up she went. Yep. 
and that was uh, Super City Concrete Button. Now, mate, there, uh, Jason, he got a rude awakening into the concrete cutting business. Oh. <laughs> but we'll, yeah. we'll come back to a couple of these, and we'll come back to silica dust and, and uh, those issues, MDF dust, because that's been showing up in uh, Chadston Shopping Centre. But we'll talk oh, yes. about that down the, down the line. Should we go to the track? Yes, indeed. And we got Dusty by Soundgarden. Chris Cornell, a great vocalist we lost last year. Um, but, yeah, oh, well. some people, some people are like, boring. Write in, tell me what you think. Soundgarden, Dusty, and that is the theme of today's show, Dust. And uh, the Vicinity Company own a number of shopping centres around Melbourne and their, uh, let's just say, their commitment to preventing dust for subcontractors working on the job, for members of the public, for people working in shops at Chatty, at, Glen, at the Glen and Glen Waverley and so on, leaves a little bit to be desired. That's right. There is a lot of kids getting around those shopping centres and uh, a lot of shoppers that don't know what they're buying when they go in there. Um, some of those shop fitters, those jobs are just the messiest thing you wouldn't believe behind those hoarding. Nice, clean hoarding, big brands. Mm. Um, what are they? I, I don't even know what they are. You know, all these... Um, Things come from America, uh, super expensive handbags and rubbish, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and uh, all nice and glamorous, but uh, in behind that hoarding, you've got some very dirty jobs, and, and they're cutting MDF, uh, concrete dust, 
tiles being cut, everything's being cut in there, and and the dust is wafting out those that, that through those hoarding, the cracks and the open doors, and uh, filling the shopping centre. So as well as unsafe workplaces, you've got a significant risk to the public. And, and vicinity don't seem to be taking a lot of direct interest in it. That's right. And Chadston now known instead of the fashion capital of the world, we're saying it's the sham contracting capital of the world uh, because. Obviously, part of the problem there is that the employers, well, everyone's a bit self-employed. Yes. So. In- and we need to keep a bit of an eye on that sham contracting because I did go to a job this week. Our old friends, Hutchison Builders again, and put some blokes in, had a chat to some blokes in sheds, and they allegedly all worked for one company. When I've done some homework, they actually worked for four different companies. Right, so... You know, and that fit-out industry still needs a bit of work. And uh, they say co-compliance. Well, this was a government, state government job, right? So Hutchies should have learned after the accuracy saga, right? You think how much did they pay? Two million or something. But in, we've got um, yeah, after Hobart and all the rest, lessons not being learned. Sometimes I That's think it's right. a bit planned. Right. Moving right along, we should also mention this week that uh, there was the launch of the Blue Hat Initiative, which is an industry initiative to try and help those who are potentially suicides. There's a lot of uh, people with issues in this industry with so much work and so much money, you wouldn't think there would be issues, but in fact, it probably puts more pressure on people than you would expect. And the consequence has been that our industry has a rate of suicide which is way above any other sector of society. And the Blue Hat initiative through Incalink is to try and create an extra level of assistance to people on top of all the counselling services that are provided uh, through Incalink as part of your redundancy package. Isn't it about identifying a little bit about that yes, too? Yes, that's right. And, and that's the angle we're trying to get at. It's not so it's a bit late after and it's a bit late if you really see someone in a bad state, it's picking up those early signs. And I think it's a model based on mates at work, a little bit like that too, isn't it? Well, mates in construction, mates in construction. do a good job, but that puts all the pressure on delegates and, and individuals on jobs who are not necessarily fully trained to deal with these issues. The Incalink model was always based on professional counselling. So we're with the Blue Hat Initiative, we're combining the two together so that people on the job will be trained and will wear a blue hard hat to show that they've been trained, who can be of assistance to those on site who are in difficulty and two, then they can be helped with professional uh, counselling and other services. So it's a great initiative. Well done. And we should give a shout out to that new 24-7 counselling number. Um, you can call any time, any day of the year, and it's uh, 1300 000 129. Put it in your phone, 1300 000 129. You never know when you might need it. We should also mention the Westgate Memorial is on tomorrow. It's the 48th anniversary of the collapse of the Westgate Bridge. Get there by 11.30. There's a lot of roadworks in the area and parking and moving around will be difficult. Also, the rally on the 23rd of October, it is a big deal. Make sure you have a site meeting. Make sure you are supporting the campaign to change the rules back in favour of ordinary working people. Scallywags, we've got Hutchison's Port Melbourne. 
and a few other places by the sound of it. Brady, well, you could have just bloody called an ambulance. High voltage power. Bloke gets absolutely zapped, and you're going to run him off to a clinic, get him in an ambulance, get him to hospital. Who knows what the, uh, the, the, the prognosis could have been for a bloke who had maybe some heart issues or something, and you don't know. You're not a bloody doctor, Colin. And anyway, enough said for the moment. Vicinity, absolute disgrace in there uh, as occupiers of major shopping centres not taking an interest in what actually goes on. We've got John Holland's Metro Tunnel. Oh, dear. It just goes on and on. Canes, Cane Constructions out at Werribee. Yeah, we've already had a few reports from down there from uh, everything sham contracting, and that was a that was a job where they tried to dock them four hours pay for uh, stopping when a, a bloke uh, had an epileptic fit. Well, no one knew what had happened. Guy fell off a scaffold, and um, but this time we're at the Werribee Veterinary Clinic. It is the being built for Melbourne University Werribee Institute. Yeah. Got them working seven days a week without any consultation with workers, no fatigue management in place, working Sundays. Um, oh, but the boss thought they did them a favour um, by giving them the grand final Sunday off. <laughs> um, the Melbourne Uni's been told as the, as the client, but they've got their heads in the sand, don't care about the fatigue workers are suffering. Um, sham contracting and the plastering, no penalty rates, of course. So if they're working Saturdays and Sundays, they're not getting their penalties because they're all on ABNs. And uh, But management rotates their staff. So only one manager needs to show up on a Sunday, but none of the workers get to rotate. Um, and we're hoping, though, that it will be dealt with. And this Sunday, the workers will be listening to the show instead of working on the job. And now, just quickly... Uh, and Valio... We'll tell you more next week, but Valio are a problem. Who are we going with for Scallywag? Uh, Brady sounds like the, yeah, I think so. the one to me. Uh, not taking high voltage seriously, but oh, I could be convinced about anything. John Holland's Metro is a disgrace. But, um, yeah, but we'll go Brady's yeah. as the Scallywag of the week. Who's the Sookie Lala? Well, Kane's got a nomination as well because after Melbourne Uni were told, they made some calls with lots of tears about... Don't tell the client what we're doing. Righto, so we've got a winner for Scallywag, which is Brady Constructions, and a Sookie Lala, which is Canes, and they're damn good at it. And Curio to Anthony Davis from My Cup. That's the worker's name that got burnt down there, and we yeah. wish him all the best in his recovery. Indeed. Right, mate. So we'll go out the same old way. Dare to struggle? Dare, dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang. Mark Seymour. Mark Seymour. Westgate song, don't forget tomorrow, 48th anniversary of the collapse and the biggest industrial disaster in this country. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.